Today's show is brought to you by Lightning Pod. If you have a podcast, you know that it's a lot of work. But Lightning Pod can help. We've been working with their founder, Eric Johnson, for more than a year now, and he's really helped us take the Smart Home Show to the next level. So if you're starting a new podcast or you want to make your existing podcast better, you should get in touch with Eric. Learn more at lightningpod.fm. Hey everyone, Mike Wolf here with the Smart Home Show. Today's conversation is with Jeremy Jake of Snoopy. That's S-N-U-P-I. Although you'll probably recognize this company better through the name Wally Home, which is the consumer-facing brand of the product that they're creating, which is a fairly interesting product and technology that uses a patented technology that allows their moisture sensors to communicate using in-home power line. And the result is an ultra-low power draw that allows batteries to last up to 10 years. And it's an interesting technology. It's a, it's a technology that they're just starting to roll out to market. And we talk about you know how this, how it came to be, what the story was, why Jeremy, who's a longtime Seattle entrepreneur, he was one of the key guys behind Aldous and, and later a company called Vizio. Not Vizio, the TV company, but Vizio, the drag and drop uh, visualization tool that Microsoft bought. And so I asked him how he got into the smart home, and we talk about that, and, and we got to talk about the technology and, and how they're bringing it to market and where they see Wally Home fitting within the broader smart home universe. Jeremy and I talked via Skype, or at least I was calling on Skype, and it wasn't the best connection overall, so I apologize about that. Uh, that's the error and, and the ways of, of using modern telecom technology to do a podcast and and so hopefully you'll bear with me because i do think it's an interesting conversation i had with jeremy so check that out as always if you want to listen to more smart home shows you know where to go go to technology.fm you can find the smart home show there and also look for us in itunes stitcher or soundcloud i appreciate it you can find more about wally home at wallyhome.com that's wally with the w-a-l-l-y home.com check them out hey everyone once again thanks for listening my name is mike wolf and here's my conversation with jeremy jake before the show, we were talking about you being the CEO of Snoopy, S-N-U-P-I, and and then you have Wally Home. And I asked you if you know you if Snoopy is really kind of used at all. And it sounds like Wally is kind of the really what you guys are going with because that's the product name and and that's what you're going to market with. Yeah, that's the consumer facing brand. Snoopy is the company name, but we don't really uh, put that out there very much. And Wally Home is your first product, and it is a uh, moisture sensor that uh, basically allows people to know using smart home technology if, if they're having problems with, with like a flood or whatever. But can you describe what it is and, and what, what all Wally Home encompasses? Yeah, so Wally Home has uh, six sensors in the Wally Home kit plus uh, the hub. And each of the sensors senses three things. It senses uh, uh, water, it senses temperature and humidity. Um, and what's unique about these sensors compared to other uh, moisture sensors or temperature sensors is the longevity of the sensors. Um, it's, it's built on the Snoopy technology that, that lets our sensors last for more than 10 years on a coin cell battery. Is one of the biggest issues that people have with uh, sensing technology is that uh, the batteries run out. If you're using Wi-Fi or Zigbee or Z-Wave, you're going to get a year or 18 months battery life. And especially if you're putting sensors in 
relatively inaccessible places like crawl spaces or attics or underneath refrigerators or under hot water tanks, you know, you're, you're probably not going to change the battery. Even if you know it's out, it's just going to be too much of a hassle. So having a, a, a sensor that can last for as long as your appliance lasts or you know, for 10 years means that you just kind of set it and forget it. And uh, that's, that's what our, our underlying technology allows us to do. Uh, without giving up range, without giving up coverage in the house. You know, there's some other low-power techniques out there. We're about two orders of magnitude more energy efficient than Zigbee or Z-Wave. Bluetooth low energy is, is is pretty low, but the problem is you only have about 30 feet of uh, of range, whereas because we're, we are using all the electrical wiring in the house as the antenna for the receiver for our hub, um, we have full house coverage. For example, my house in Seattle, it's an old Seattle house, and uh, it's got, you know, lap and plaster and, and uh, uh, chicken wires in the walls holding the plaster up. And it takes me, I have to have four Wi-Fi uh, access points to get Wi-Fi coverage in my house, but I have one Wally hub that covers the entire house from attic to basement. Let's get nerdy on the technology a little bit because I think you guys have some patented technology, and it's it's really interesting. And I, I would try to explain it, but it's it's actually kind of a unique. And for me, it was actually first I, I couldn't quite get it, but it, it actually utilizes the power lines in the walls. Talk about it. Yeah, so it's uh, the, the 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 intellectual property was first developed at Georgia Tech when. Um, one of my co-founders, uh, Shwedek Patel, was a graduate student there. He was working on his PhD, and he was uh, part of this project there called the Aware Home. It's kind of a home of the future thing. And he uh, discovered this problem with battery life and sensors because they did tests and sensors died. And, you know, so so he was trying to think about well, how do I how do I solve that basic problem of sensor lifetime? And one day he was sparking around as he tends to do, and he was kind of using a digital radio to, to attach to the electrical wiring in, his, in, in the office building and uh, was sort of just tuning it and figuring out, well, what am I going to hear here? And he, listening to what he could pick up with his radio attached to the electrical wire, wiring in the building, and he noticed somebody typing on a, on a uh, wireless keyboard down the hallway, and he could pick up the keystrokes. And he thought, well, obviously the, the keyboard's not transmitting all the way back to where I am. So I'm picking it up through the electrical wiring, and well, I wonder what else I can pick up. And so he started playing around with that idea, and uh, that's where the original uh, underlying under all this came from was this idea of using electrical wiring in a building as a uh, gigantic receiving antenna. So for us, it's kind of like you know, if you took if you look at any other Wi-Fi access point or any other kind of receiver, they usually have some sort of antenna sticking out of the top. Well, our antenna is just the wiring in the in the building. Uh, it's you know just sitting there. It goes everywhere, and uh, it's a it's actually a really great antenna. And it makes sense for us given our frequency. You know, we're not. If you think about Zigbee and Z-Wave, those are 900 megahertz radios. Um, Wi-Fi is like uh, 2.4 gigahertz. We're 13 and a half megahertz, so we are a low frequency radio, which has some advantages because it has better penetrating power, but also um, has a disadvantage that it requires a large antenna. Well, okay, we have a large antenna. We have all the electrical wiring in the house as an antenna. So that was the, that was the insight that kind of led to 
the technology that underlies uh, Wally Hall. And from those early days um, in in the university, how did what's the origin story here in terms of you getting together? Because you're a serial entrepreneur, and I want to talk about that a little bit later. But how did this all come together as a company? So I had um, left the last company I was working on, and I just wanted to hang out on campus here at the UW for a while. And uh, so I asked the computer science department if, if I could have an office, and they said sure. And, so I would go in there, and I, I had my hit list of people I wanted to talk to, and I also sort of hung out my shingle and said, if anybody here wants to talk about commercializing their um, research, I'd be happy to provide whatever insight I can. And, and so I just I sat in there, and, and at the same time, I was kind of teaching myself iOS development because I had programmed for a lot of years and, and, and poking around. And then one day I got an invitation to um, a dinner that the department was throwing for Schwedek when Schwedek got his MacArthur Genius Award, and so my wife and I went went to the went to the dinner, and as part of the dinner, we toured his lab and we saw six or seven things that he was working on, and one of them was Snoopy, and uh, my wife gave me a big sharp poke in the ribs and said, "Why aren't you working with Schwedek on this?" And I thought, "I don't know. I don't have a good answer to that." So I so I uh, talked to Schwedek few days later and said, what are you going to do with the Snoopy technology? And he said, well, I'm actually trying to figure out a way to commercialize it, but I haven't found the right CEO. So we, we joined forces at that point and spent, oh, about six months uh, both getting the licensing uh, uh, in order with both Georgia Tech and UW. And I also spent a, a ton of time talking to insurance companies about um, the idea and whether that was something that they would help us uh, market and sell. So, and we formed the company in October 2012, raised some initial money uh, that December, and spent uh, 2013 uh, building it. And we started selling it in March of 2014. And when you say started selling it, I can buy. I know I can buy it on your website. Would it be in my house next week? Yeah, yeah. So it's, you guys are actually shipping product now. Yeah, um, and, and as a March, you're shipping product. Yes, we are. And we, okay. so we sell direct on our website and we sell through Amazon.com. That's the, the only place you can buy it today. We're, you know, obviously like every other company trying to figure out other ways to distribute product, but that's what we have today. And the product is a moisture sensor, which I think is hugely valuable. I've written about this a couple times. Um, partly from my own personal experience, I had. A big flood in 2013. Basically, it was like my my insurance company started writing me checks to the tunes of like thirty or forty thousand dollars at the end of the day when it was all done. Because man, there's nothing more destructive to a house than moisture um, if a pipe bursts or whatever. And so, I would imagine that the insurance companies were actually open to hearing about this. I mean, because I know that I'm getting mailers from uh, State Farm about smart home technology already. So, when you went out to these guys, what did they have to say? Well, they all love the idea, um, they, but they also almost to, to a person said, um, okay, this is going to take some time. And the thing that about insurance companies is they are sort of by nature risk adverse, so they tend to move fairly slowly. Um, but so Allstate paid for some of the initial research when it was in Schwedek's lab, and uh, American Family Insurance is an investor in the company. And, and they've been doing a test, an internal test with about 30 employees since we shipped back in March. Uh, and, you know, 
the next step for them will be to do a, a, a much larger test in their uh, customer base. And, you know, it's just trying to get people in the insurance business to move with any kind of pace is difficult. Uh, we've also had a lot of good conversations with uh, State Farm and are trying to move them along. And, there, and there's several other companies, too. Um, one of the things that uh, we are lacking for a lot of the pre-existing programs that are out there, and there are some, and they tend to, to uh, require pretty expensive installations, but uh, there are some pre-existing uh, programs, but they all require, everybody except State Farm requires a automatic water shutoff valve so that if a leak is detected that no human has to intervene to turn the water off. And so we're developing that because we think that's makes sense if we're going to use that channel. If, for example, the, the consumer agreed to it and the insurance company of State Farm, could we see insurance companies having like monitored control centers where they, they, they dispatch people or they kind of alert you? What's kind of the, the conversation been about that? In the short term, I think the way the insurance companies, well, I, I know this for a fact with American Family, that the insurance companies are very interested in just getting baseline data these days. And so what they're asking us for and, and what we're willing to do with their customers' consent is to provide them with the data that we're collecting in the house in exchange for that customer getting a free unit from the insurance company. So they, they're kind of at that early stages where they're just trying to understand what does the data look like and what can we do with it? I had a really interesting conversation with the guy who was running advanced development for, for Allstate a couple of years ago about the future of insurance. And, uh, uh, you know, I think this is not going to happen anytime soon. But if you think about what all the additional safety uh, uh, components have done to car safety, uh, it's actually driven automobile insurance rates down relative to, to constant dollars. And if you think about what sensors and automatic, you know, controls for water and things to shut off and things like that could do for a house, uh, you know, the expectation is that that's going to make houses safer and lower claims for houses as well. So what does the insurance company of the future look like? And uh, the, the guy from Allstate's opinion was, well, look, you know, someday insurance companies are going to kind of morph into this combination of maintenance plus insurance. It's, it's not unlike the, uh, like, say, group health cooperative. They get they get paid for keeping you healthy, and it's in their interest to maintain you as opposed to spend a bunch of money on procedures fixing you. And so, uh, you know, his opinion was that, that in the future, uh, insurance companies will kind of morph into sort of being the your home maintenance um, uh, partner and uh, take care of you know when you need a new roof or when you need a new appliance and all that stuff for a for a sort of a, a, a per home fee. So I think I thought that was kind of an interesting way to think about it. So I think someday what you're saying about insurance companies monitoring houses, I think that's that's going to happen. That's not anything I see in the short term, though. No, your solution does require some turning of screws. And and I would imagine a lot of homes um, would require some sort of like professional installer for what you have. Is that what you see or do you see consumers uh, – a lot of consumers installing this down the line? So I think consumers will – they'll definitely install themselves because the only screws that you have to turn would be if you want to remove, say, a kick plate 
to get a sensor underneath a dishwasher or something. Okay. Otherwise, it's, it's just to set it down. Kind so of. So it's about the level of like a like a Belkin Wemo um, switch or something like that. The yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really simple. Um, no, you know, you don't have to turn off the electricity to set anything up or anything like that. Um, so we do see consumers doing it, but I think there's kind of a bigger issue here, which is that that uh, sell, selling direct to consumer in kind of a broadcast way, as we're doing today over you know uh, uh, our own website, is not really the most efficient way to reach customers because this is kind of an insurance sale. It's something. It's, it's infrastructure for your home. It's something that you sort of hope never gives you an alarm. Um, you hope you never have a leak. So people tend to, to not be thinking about buying uh, products like that all the time. I think uh, the best, the most efficient way for us to reach consumers over the long haul is to attach to something else, attach to an insurance policy, attach to, the, to a new home purchase purchase or attached to a remodel where somebody's put a new wood floor in their kitchen and now they're worried about how a leak might damage it or attached to a new appliance they buy, you know, that, that kind of sale. And that, that means a, uh, you know, a partner who's, who's there sort of at the right time in the right spot. So uh, I think that uh, although consumers uninstall this themselves and we've had a bunch of them that have, I think that over time for the bulk of the market, uh, it's probably going to be sort of an add-on sale to something else that's going on and probably a professional set it up. Well, I think the insurance channel and that, that route to market makes a ton of sense. But what about integrating with broader smart smart home platforms, right? So I could see you guys being uh, a part of like a, a solution that goes out through like the kind of the Google channels with Nest or, or maybe through like Lowe's Iris. Uh, and this could be a technology that they could license, for example. So have you had any of those conversations or those things you're percolating over? Yeah, I, I, but I think that um, I guess my view, well, yes, we have had those conversations. We've talked to, to makers of modems and, and uh, you know, other hubs and smart TVs and all that about embedding our, our technology. And, uh, but I, I frankly think the more likely uh, possibility is, especially with the announcements that we've seen lately, uh, the Works with Nest announcement, the uh, Apple HomeKit announcement, um, I think integration is going to happen at the cloud as opposed to within the home at a controller device or a hub device. Um, and, and I think that for a couple, couple reasons. Uh, one reason is that you can actually do uh, much more interesting things in the cloud because you can take data um, that has been processed to some degree as opposed to raw events. Uh, and you can also uh, pull in other data. And let, let me give you an example. When one of our water sensors uh, detects water, it starts alarming like crazy, sends a whole bunch of alarm packets. Um, some other system really doesn't want 200 alarm packets it wants a notification that we found a leak. So, you know, in our, our processing, which occurs in the cloud, we, we look at all these packets that we get from our sensors and we make sense of them and we sort of abstract from them what's really going on. And I think that's more valuable information to share with somebody else. So that's one thing. The, the other thing is that I think Internet dial tone is getting to be reliable enough that you can expect that integration can occur, occur in the cloud and you're not going to lose connectivity issues we've been having on this phone call notwithstanding. Um, but, you know, businesses are largely uh, dependent on their uh, having a solid internet connection. I think that's 
going to move into residential over time and you'll be comfortable uh, doing integration at the cloud level. Um, so, you know, it's, I think that's where we're more likely to integrate. I think that's what you know, works with Nest is all about, and that's what Apple HomeKit is all about. But the idea of super low cost um, uh, and, and low power drain radio, I think, is something that other smart homes could platform or smart home platforms could benefit from. So, is this a, like a technology you could see licensing to other players where they can use it? Uh, yes. Um, so that is actually why we kept the Snoopy Technologies name for the company distinct from the Wally and right. Wally Home brands is because we felt like there was a an opportunity for a you know powered by Snoopy or something like that um, for the use of the technology. I, I'm as a startup, you kind of have to pick your battles and yeah. decide yeah. where you're going to spend your time and money. And so we really haven't explored that other than have a few conversations here and there. So. Uh, I, I do think it's a possibility. It's just not one that we're really all that focused on right now. We're really more focused on using the Snoopy technology as a proprietary advantage for the kinds of sensors that we're creating. Well, what's what's next for Wally Home? Could you could you see yourselves going outside of moisture sensing? Can you tip your hand on what's next for the product? So uh, we are going to add an automatic shutoff valve, as I mentioned before. Yep. I think that's kind of in the same same uh, category of. of Wally Home product, we can support pretty much any sensing technology that um, is low bandwidth, low power. And so there's a lot of things that, that, that fit into that category. We're never going to do streaming video or, or, you know, that takes a lot, a lot of power and a lot of uh, bandwidth. But, uh, but a lot of sensing fits that category. You can think about things like air quality and motion and noise and and barometric pressure and reflectivity and all kinds of sensors that are that that could sit on our platform. The overall theme for what we're doing is we're we're trying to create a suite of sensors that uh, all go towards the health of your home, and that and that means both helping prevent uh, catastrophes like water damage and stuff, but also the the quality of the air in the home and. Uh, who's in your home and when they're in your home and that kind of stuff. So it's it's all around the healthy home, uh, 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 and uh, you'll see. You know, we are a sensors company. We're we're gonna we're gonna be pumping out additional sensors, especially where where the underlying technology gives us a some kind of proprietary advantage. Um, you'll see us creating sensors around those things. Hey, well, Jeremy, Jake, thanks so much for spending time with me and talking a little bit about Wally Home and kind of the future of the the smart sensor based home. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks. I enjoyed the conversation. Well, that's it. That's my conversation with Jeremy Jake. I want to thank Jeremy for spending time with me uh, and tell me a little bit about Wally Home, but I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. If you want to learn more about Wally Home, just go to wallyhome.com. And as always, if you want to learn more about the Smart Home Show or listen to more Smart Home Shows, go to technology.fm or look for us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And if you want to do me a favor, um, I don't have advertising on the show. Um, and hopefully that leads to a more enjoyable experience. But uh, if you want to uh, pay me back, uh, just give us a review on iTunes. Just You don't have to write anything. Just give us a, a four stars, five stars, whatever you feel is reasonable. I'd appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, once again for listening. My name is Michael Wolf. We'll talk to you soon.